Hi, everyone. I'm here with Eric Post, Clark Bellin. I'm Alan Bolio. We're going to answer the rest of the questions from our Optimizer webinar. And thank you for being part of that webinar. Uh, we really enjoyed it, and we hope that it helped you as well. Now, here's the first question, gentlemen. What differentiates this optimizer from other momentum trading strategies? Eric, you want to take first swing at this? Sure, Alan. So for me, it doesn't really fall under a momentum strategy bucket. Uh, for us at ITR, we look at internal trends and external or exogenous evidence. And for the optimizer, we are looking purely at exogenous evidence. So things outside of the stock market that relate to the stock market. And so uh, for, for me, it's a little bit different from, from a momentum strategy. And, and Clark, uh, would you add any color or, or other take on that from your perspective? We focus just on the optimizer B portion of the portfolio. You know, momentum is one of the feature sets that I listed in those 55 feature sets that we had on the screen. And we've actually done some analysis. And if people go to the itroptimizer.com uh, website, they will see that we actually track a momentum exchange traded fund as well, just to make sure momentum is a feature set that's important, but it's not the entire uh, feature set. And so that uh, iShares has an exchange traded fund that tracks momentum. And it, it's done 17.14% since October 1st, where again, the optimizer B is done 40 the A is done 29 and the blend is done 34. So if momentum were the only feature set that mattered, then all of our rates of return would have matched completely up to the uh, iShares exchange traded fund there. Well, that's a pretty compelling argument, Clark. Thanks. Um, th this one is, I think is pretty easy and, and either one of you can answer it between uh, Clark, Marvin, Eric, Brian, myself, uh, how frequently do the two of us, uh, the two companies talk and cross check and communicate? I was gonna say almost every day there's some kind of email or communication going on. Yeah, I would, I would yeah, yeah, sometimes more than once a day. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of collaboration going on here. Hey, hey Clark, uh, this one is one that uh, right up your alley and beyond me. How do we handle the tax efficiency uh, in all of this? Yeah, so the, the optimizer B itself, you know, does have some some turnover that does take place depending on which stocks we're adding or reducing exposure to. Uh, the optimizer B, though, as we've also alluded to, isn't perfect. So there are stocks that we pick that, that, that don't perform. And so when we move those out of the portfolio, those losses will offset the gains that we're realizing elsewhere. Uh, the other piece of this is that, you know, the optimizer process can be in, is usually used in conjunction with other investment strategies. And so usually around late October, first part of November, people should be going through their uh, taxable accounts and looking for losses that they have inside their portfolios. And they should look for those losses to harvest them to offset any realized gains that they've already had throughout the year. That's the very common way that you handle a tax strategy in a taxable portfolio. Excellent. Uh are we looking into crypto as an investment? I know I'm not. Are you looking into crypto as an investment? Uh, crypto isn't part of any of the optimizer process that we're using right now, no. And, and it, not something we'd be comfortable with, uh, certainly right now. Maybe in, in years to come, we'll talk about it again, I would assume. Hey, 
Clark, you and Brian go back a long way. I'm not sure how many years. The question is what brought ITR and Bellwether together? The answer is Vistage, you and Brian. And then from Correct. there, you and I became friends and, and Clark, uh, Eric got involved and all of us had just been, I don't know how many years it's been, but uh, you and Brian go back the longest and... Uh, yeah, we, you guys, we, we, I gave these guys some information in the book, Prosperity in the Age of Decline. Uh, so when that book was published, we'd already been working together on some other things a few years even before that. So, uh, yeah, it's been, been a few a few years. It feels just like yesterday, but it, I guess it has been a couple of years now. Uh, since we published that book in 2014, it certainly has been a couple of years. <laughs> uh, Want to handle the next one for us? When clients are engaging Bellwether Wealth to work, to work with us, we do have an a minimum investment of $250,000. And uh, now that doesn't necessarily mean all $250,000 needs to go into the optimizer process. Uh, as we talked about on the webinar, there are some clients that just don't want or can't handle a full equity exposure to their portfolio. So we do add other asset classes inside their portfolios. So a client that we're starting with us with a, that minimum Again, there may be portions of that $250,000 that may be in some other asset classes to complement the optimizer process. Excellent. Thank you. Um, you know, the process for signing up for the optimizer, I would probably rephrase that as uh, the process for signing up to work with you, Clark, and Bellwether. Uh, so maybe you could just give your email out on that question. Yeah, the, the best thing would just be to reach out to me. It's cbellin, B-E-L-L-I-N at bellww.com. I think number 10 is a pretty good question uh, for Eric, as you know, as we're, as, as it deals with all the leading indicators and things you, you were talking about. So Eric, how do you feel about number 10? So uh, counting on ITR to get me out of equities before the next crash, can the optimizer help with this? I think we might've touched on this a bit in the uh, webinar, but absolutely it can help with it. And the way it will help with that is by managing your risk. And so when those leading indicator inputs are deteriorating, you will be positioned into a defensive or even a very defensive position, and that will help mute that downside volatility. Excellent, thank you, sir. The next one's more involved. All initial training periods are, are in up markets other than the 2008 timeframe. That's actually a question mark in it following a, a statement. Uh, how would this change if you looked at 2000, for example? And Eric, let's, let's start with you on that one. Uh, sure, so, so that time period. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say, we use the word analysis because somebody in the next question asked about uh, that dreaded uh, phrase backtesting. Uh, this is analysis that you have done. So let's approach it carefully using the word analysis. Of course, uh, so we have done analysis back to the uh, er early 90s on optimizer A. And so as part of that analysis, we looked at 2000, of course. Uh, and in, in 2000, the allocation was defensive for 10 of the 12 months of that year. It was aggressive uh, cyclicals for January, and it was defensive for February through June short-term bonds for July, and then defensive for the rest of the year. Uh, and so that, that defensive or very defensive position in 11 of those 12 months, we think would have 
would have helped during that time. Yeah, I, I think clients don't understand or people don't, you know, the, the optimizing process isn't static. It's always kind of been moving, which is why there's always the back and forth between the two firms. And that's why you're also always looking at those tripwires that we consistently talk about. Um, and if we were just to kind of add the optimizer B portion, you know, the machine learning and artificial intelligence piece of the portfolio on top of this question, you know, the feature sets that we're examining and the data in those feature sets, you know, would have been analyzed and those patterns would have been seen. And so within the rotation that Eric just mentioned, we would have been buying individual stocks or unless we were in the short-term treasures or, or cash, you know, we would have been buying the defensive stocks and would have been buying um, again, or selling out and going to cash during those periods of time. So this is why it takes both firms to kind of uh, constantly keep that communication going and, and have both areas of expertise to look and see how we're supposed to allocate the portfolio. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, the next question has that dreaded phrase in it, uh, back-tested, which I, I knew, Eric, you weren't going to go there. But whenever I see back-tested, I begin to get pale and jittery wondering, uh, you know, if, if this is a test of some kind to, to see if I'm going to slip. Uh, Clark, you know how much uh, that makes that phrase makes us nervous. You're the one who taught us about that. Can you answer that question and have you back tested and, and say why we always kind of stumble around that question? Yeah. Um, and as I said in the in the webinar, that, you know, there isn't an investment professional that one day thinks of an investment theory or thesis and says, I'm going to throw real money in this and see what happens. Everybody looks and does analysis on how their process would have withheld up during during different business and uh, economic cycles. So the analysis is there. You know, it's just that the Securities and Exchange Commission has a rule that says we're not allowed to disclose what that information is, <clears throat> which is why, again, if they go to the ITR optimizer website and you were to look at the performance or you were to look at the performance charts that we were discussing last Friday, all of those have a start date of October 1st of 2020, because we went live with client dollars actually September 16th of last year. <clears throat> but October 1st is just a much easier date to keep track of. So that's why we, we are using that date as our start date. But the analysis that is there. And, and the reason we don't show that analysis is because we cannot show that analysis. We'd be breaking uh, serious regulations there and nobody needs that hassle. Correct. Uh, but I like the way that you put that. Of course, it's been tested in FactSet and Morningstar. We've done it, our due diligence because our own money's in there and we certainly wouldn't want to just uh, pile on and hope for the best. It's not very right. much of a strategy. Uh, and the, the last question having to do with uh, this uh, gentleman's 401k. Can you, can you take that one for us? Yeah, there's several different ways that that one might be able to be handled. But again, for this particular question, it'd be best if they, somebody just reach out to me directly. Um, again, see Bell and bellwww.com. Uh, because depending on the age of the person, and there's some, each 401k has some different rules and, and parameters that may make this uh, be able to be used inside their 401k. So every situation is a little different. Excellent. Thank you very much. And you know, that's a, that's a common question. I know that I get it a lot. I'm sure that you two do also. So. And I, I answered the same way that you do. Reach out to Clark because um, there are additional questions that need to be asked and things that need to be understood before we can help you. And that is our goal is to help people uh, to use the next eight years to prepare for the coming Great Depression that we are forecasting here at ITR and that 
uh, Clark is well versed in, as, as he mentioned, he, he was um, there with the writing of the book, uh, Prosperity in the Age of Decline. He will help us all and the mechanism that is Optimizer will guide us and then Clark will help us with the transitioning and the trades and we're gonna see that we're protected as we head into that time period. But in between, there's a lot of money to be made. And uh, we hope to get um, as many people as we can involved in that process so that as we prosper, we're ready uh, for things that come. Maybe even enjoy some life along the way. It's not a bad goal. Gentlemen, anything you wanna end with before we uh, sign off? I think you just covered it all very well, Alan. Thank you. My pleasure. I agree. Couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you, guys, and thank you for the questions. And uh, please reach out to Clark if you have any questions, or myself, Alan, at itreconomics.com, or Eric with a C, E-R-I-C. Uh, oh, Eric, I'm, we don't use the Eric. I, I don't get my first name because I'm not the president of the company. <laughs> it's epost, E-P-O-S-T, at itreconomics.com. Actually, it has nothing to do with being the president. It's having been one of the first three. <laughs> and then after that, it got complicated. It, but, but you went there. <laughs> that was nice to you. All right, everyone. Have a great day, and thank you very much for being here.